All right, what's up? Got another podcast episode in the cut. Um, best music I heard, volume, who even cares at this point? So, um, you know, what, what I do with these is that I listen to song, to albums and then I kind of write them down and I come back to them at some point. And then I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, when, when I'm going to compile this into an episode? Well, I took a long ass while with this one. Uh, I've, I've had this compiled, the three I wanted to do for like two weeks and then I never did the video. But I'm doing it now. Uh, so currently, I believe I was really into. Currently, I'm into something different. Than I was back then, but I believe I was into Pierre a lot. Uh, TLP 4.5. I really loved um, that project, and then I believe this was um, towards the tail end of like the really hype part of the BLM movement. Yeah, Mike uh, Slums affiliate. Uh, well, Slum's CEO basically uh, came out with Way of the World, fantastic project. And then I even threw on, I threw on a lot of Rob Banks, but this isn't Rob Banks' time just yet. Instead, we went with Gene Ico. I listened to Sail Out for the first time, which has some of the quintessential uh, thought anthems. So we'll be talking about that a little bit after the, the drop. Alright, so going from there, Gene Ico, Sell Out, uh, is it an EP, is it an album, who really knows, um, but it is, or at least was, her return to form, I believe she had label issues in the mid to even early 2000s, she came as a child star, uh, I don't know, star, but she came as a child artist, um, and this was her pretty much her return to trying to become a mainstream artist. She had some connections apparently over the years because individuals like Kendrick and pretty much all the TD worked with her quite a bit. Danny Brown, Gambino, Vince Staples, quite a few uh, connections that she had. And my Snapchat notification just went off. In any case, um, this album or EP is, uh, is simply fantastic. Um, if you like, I said thought ballads, this has some uh, huge thought ballads. And uh, such artists influenced by the existence of this tape, Kate Ronnie. Um, quite a few times I was like thinking to myself, when it, like the, the early parts of the album, like, this sounds just like I would ever think of a Kate Ronnie song. Like even the, the pretty much the uh, landmark song off of here, uh... The worst, the worst is by far in a way a Kaylani sounding track, um, especially like the uh, crazy, sexy, cool Kaylani. Definitely a lot like that. But um, I, you know, it's, um, future. I don't want to say sons or daughters, but like individuals that are inspired by this aside, it's on its own merit. A very impactful project that to me is very influential on uh, the topics of, of, of pretty much mainstream female R&B, uh, contemporary R&B. Uh, the topics were me a lot of Party Next Door and I would say that's in the production. That's like P&D 1. 
Uh, it also came out the same year as P&D 1. It's almost the same length as P&D 1. And I'm not seeing these two have any kind of like uh, co-influence on each other or their respective projects because they're two different sides of the world, I know. Not the entire world, but of the spectrum, I guess, of music. Um, but they just sound very similar. And um, to me, like the whole like kind of club, like party, um, after party, fucking on something type of, of vibe. I think that Gene Ico and Party Next Door make music for that situation. And that's what I see here. Um, and going back to contemporary female R&B, uh, again, a lot of the topics wear, wear thin on me. And some of those topics are found in here, like, just, um, not really making love, like, like, uh, some of that type, <laughs> a little bit of humping out here, you know, some, some of that is the, uh, the, the, uh, the crucible of a lot of this, a lot of the topics here. But, I mean, progression, uh, moving on. Um, not necessarily negative, uh, relationship discussion, every song. Um, it really, it really is a lot about moving on. That's a lot of what this is about is moving on. Um, and I, I like it, you know, I like, that's a recurring theme and I like it. Uh, I would say that it feels lyrically more interesting than a lot of female R&B, um, music I hear. So that's a plus. And uh, on to the best songs and closes out. Uh, Bad Peace. Big, big uh, thought anthem. And when I say thought anthem, I'm not being like derogatory. It's just like a description for, uh, I guess, Elaine uh, that this fulfills. If you're going out, no fucks given, getting a couple dicks on the, the weekend, getting your appointments in and going back to your life Monday through Friday. You're going to mess with Bad Peace and The Works quite a bit. And those are objectively good songs as well. It's not just like, you know, what you playing when you leaving out for his crib. It's not just for that. It's also just objectively good uh, good songs, hits. Um, both, I believe. Bad Peace has almost 100 million plays. The Worst has um, 152 million it's just so funny to come back to this product because of how big um, those songs were back when, like... So, like, I was in high school and we probably got, like, MacBooks and shit like that um, from the school. And everybody had Spotify. And uh, for a while, Spotify was, like, unblocked. You could listen to whatever you wanted to. And um, all the girls I knew were just, like, loved this tape. And specifically, like, Bad Peace and the Worst. Now, the Worst, I, I've heard on the radio a few times, I believe, um, back in the day. But Bad Peace was, like... You know, Gambino also is very popular with women in 2013. So it's just like this combination of like uh, vibe masters, I suppose. Uh, and also, a pass from that, Stay Ready. Um, I, I believe a lot of people remember it more for Kendrick's like very good verse, very clean verse. Uh, all of Kendrick's verse back in the day were honestly lyrically uh, more coherent than they somehow have become um, after 2013, after that era of his music. But um, even on her own, I mean, this is like a six and a half minute song. Yeah, six and a half minute song. And she spends like a, another three minutes after. Like, there's a whole long segue between Kendrick's verse and remainder of the song. And she, like, still cooks that. So, uh, shout out to Gene Ico. Shout out to Sailout. Uh, really, 
really awful uh, album cover. One of the worst photoshops I think I've seen. It's like a pirate ship. And then it's her. It's her like standing on the sand here for whatever reason. And she's just like sitting here watching these pirates. I know it's supposed to be like just ships sailing out. Like literally. In the, but like I don't, I don't get. It's just an awful Photoshop job. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, peace. The life of Pierre 4.5. Some may just call it Pierre 5. Some may call it a lot of different things. I call it a pretty decent fucking project and uh, a good spiritual successor to TLOP4. 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 Por favor. Was a, a very good project that I initially wasn't a big fan of. Um, to be honest, I was kind of pissed that it seemed like the, the most distilled version of the whole auto-tune, whoa, wait, <laughs> uh, genre of music that's been popping up, the Cardi clones, a uh, little bit of a NASCAR aloe. Just, I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say that NASCAR aloe like, influenced this tape. Very different lanes of music, but just the the sounds being more important than any kind of other substance and just a fire ass beat uh, i'm sounding like an old head right now however i truly do believe that the lane of music that uh this encompasses is very annoying on average i mean even cardi can't pull it off anymore so my first listen or two with tlp4 i was not getting it because a lot of people on the internet loved it. A lot of people that do not love the internet and I listen to it, unfortunately. Uh, but after a couple more spins, after my second, I became enamored with certain points. And then once those songs started hitting my brain cells, the rest of them just kind of came in like Katrina. I just don't know what to compare it to. And it's so it's like it's like a it's like um it's like hors d'oeuvres or like a, a playlist like finger food. That's all good, and it just flows together so well. Like you, you get to to I don't know, like to I believe it's lovers. Oh no, I think it was how high and how high. I believe references a song from like four songs before that. I forget which one it was. I, I want to say it's routine, but the way that you come back to a song you already heard, it, it's so it's so well to put together. The transitions are beautiful. The sauce transitions are fan, well not transitions, but ad libs, uh, DJ drops are great. Uh, add a lot to the actual like vibe of the songs they'll be on. Um, sometimes it'll be really deep and, and uh, brooding. Sometimes it'll be very happy and, and uh, upbeat. Um, and it always like almost always fit on TLP4. And I'll say, even though TLP4 is probably one of my favorite projects of last year. This does a very comparable job of reaching those those high highs. I'll say off rip the sauce drops I'm I'm iffy on. Sometimes they're done very well. The uh, the Peter one. Um I believe there's one on JP. Uh, I should have had these right written down. Uh conspira this conspiracy, um the end of conspiracy, there's there's another great one on there. Um, this, this is really nice, like, sauce drops, but some of them feel a little bit more plastered, especially, like, the first quarter of, of this, uh, 
of this project um from about got blast to baby's kids there's not really any that i really mess with it's kind of like very basic saucy drops if that makes sense uh but you know for overall they're very good the peter one's by far the best one this album um a1 impersonation as well shout out to uh whoever does those uh and along with that i feel like this is less unified album uh the transitions are still sparkling amazing on this on this tape honestly it makes some of these songs better than they are otherwise like i don't think sauce girl is good but the transition between that and sauce boy makes it worth listening to uh, Baby's Kid is great, and the transition from that to Sauce Girl is also very good. So sandwiching that between Baby's Kids and, and Sauce Boy, I'm, it kind of is like a more of a bridge than it is a, an actual thought. Um, Joe Morris, great. Uh, good song. That has a good transition, too. Um, I think, I want to say Conspiracy to Models is the best transition on this entire project. Uh, it's up there at the very least. And yeah, I, I just think, I think they're good. You know, I don't... I just think he doesn't do a good job of making me feel like, I feel like this is more, and maybe this is why he did 4.5 and not just 5. I feel like all the songs on point five are individually great, but they were clearly not recorded together. Some of them like, like leaks that were like, he just threw on there to give us like the, the CDQ um, tape or CDQ version. Songs Girl and Sauce Boys, the only one I can really tell was like recorded together as a package. Um, the rest of them kind of just feel like, you know, they were, they were good, and he was like, okay, I'm gonna throw this together, but it definitely doesn't feel like a coherent album the same way Tilly P4 does, so that's a knock. Um, the album cover is also, <laughs> you know, I, I see what he's going for, you know, this is kind of like a, a progression. Our boy has risen the ranks since four, um, and he's like big time, and now I get it. Someone said it looks like the 2006, like, Dak Piff shit, which, I mean, it's mean, but it's also kind of true. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, he, he, to me, he does a, a better job of, um, I don't know. I, you know, there's, there's things here that you will, you, will find, you will find that you didn't necessarily find on the first one. Um, but it, it is less interesting as a whole, I feel like. Um he kind of does try to be a little more serious with this one, it seems like to me. Uh, and sometimes that hits, sometimes it's not. I mean, Joe Morris is pretty interesting from a lyrical perspective. Very, very touching. Uh, Sauce Boy is a good, another one of his ballad types. Uh, JP is great. This, There's some good songs, but to me, it feels less interesting. I still would recommend anybody listen to it. Uh, also listen to Fortune Cookie, too. Um... And the thing is, the, the best aspect of his projects is that you will have to listen to all of them, all the songs on the project to really appreciate what you're listening to. And even though, you know, some of these concepts, he, he's not the best lyrically at executing what he wants to say. He makes it short enough to where I feel like I can just get the message and not find a waste of too much of my time. I would say as a whole, uh, this one is not too long. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's only one, two, three, four minute joint. So even though it's like 16 songs, it doesn't feel very long. And even TLP1 only had like three, four minute tracks too. So he's good at, he's good at, at uh, setting up a, a song length. 
and a uh, set list, I feel like. So going from there, uh, I really like TLP 4.5. I, I don't really have a ranking as far as projects go this year uh, for anything, but I think it's like 8 out of 10, comfortably. I'll say that. All right, on to the next bottle. Sudden life for my brother, man. For all the times we had to hike, the mission wasn't planned. To try and tell you about them nights, you wouldn't understand. Because we was really shooting high and hoping sudden land. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Uh, listen to this tape. It's incredible. Uh, one of the best albums you'll hear all year. Hip-hop, not hip-hop. SoundCloud, not SoundCloud. Bandcamp, not Bandcamp. Free, paid. Um, Mike, fantastic producer. Uh, fantastic conceptually. His his rapping style, going to be very divisive. I'll tell you right now, very divisive. However, if you have an open mind, I believe, and you appreciate experimental music you will genuinely enjoy this project 9 out of 10 uh fantastic really 